This is JCF of the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. Happy Labor Day and since it's holiday season for the months of September, October, November, and December. That means it is fall and winter holiday season. Not only that, that means that it is football season. Yes, sir. The NFL is back. And before you listen to the next prediction show coming up here at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast, promotions are as follows. Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. Once again, that is Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. I will use and listen to his music from time to time and he will be a part of this podcast show since the show's inception in 2019 nails by amani 258 south main street suite f jonesboro georgia 30236 the best nail technician inside and or outside of the 285 perimeter in Atlanta, Georgia. You can check out the missus. She has shopneolife.com forward slash forest health. That is F-O-R-R-E-S-T and the word health spelled correctly. You can check her out as well at heavenlyhairbrand.com. Forest crafts and custom designs. And if you want any information about heavenlyhairbrand.com, you can check her out. Info at heavenlyhairbrand.com. I am on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Profits underscore Picks. I'm on Instagram, at the Profits Picks 2019. You can find me on YouTube, Amazon, Audible, iHeartRadio, Pandora, because Stitcher is no longer in existence. You can find me literally all over the place. Everybody stay safe out there and stay tuned. Will I be picking your team to win next? Let's find out. All right, good afternoon. It was an amazing weekend and it was a great first day back in the normal rotation of things for me. Anyways, it is Monday, September the 18th, 2023. And again, an amazing weekend. Uh, It was a great day today. I hope everybody out there Not just myself, but I sincerely mean this when I say it, even my enemies. I hope and pray that you had a great day on today, this Monday, September the 18th, 2023. This is the Sunday Night Football Results Show. And there was, in fact, a Sunday Night Football game on last night between my Miami Dolphins and your New England Patriots for all of you Patriots fans out there and I was correct two Sunday nights in a row I am perfect so far for Sunday night football and tonight Monday night football there are two games Monday night football double hitter for week two we have the 
one and oh New Orleans Saints hosting the own one Carolina Panthers, I believe, or it is the actually New Orleans Saints that still has a victory on the season visiting the O and one, the winless Carolina Panthers, a veteran quarterback in Derek Carr for the Saints versus a rookie quarterback for Brian Bryce Young, excuse me, for the Carolina Panthers. And he's going to be a rookie all year long until he makes it to next season. And the hopes and prayers is that he does, in fact, make it to next season. As a matter of fact, that goes for all of the quarterbacks in the NFL, all of the players in the NFL. As a matter of fact, we know that the NFL sport is a uh, highly volatile one. We know that it is a dangerous one. And we know that an injury can happen at any given point in time that could either put you on the bench for a few months, uh, end your career, depending on how severe the injury is. And uh, never wishing injury upon anyone. And the Monday Night Football doubleheader continues as the Saints and Panthers game will be in full swing. Probably, I would say, early in the second quarter, unless it's just a flag fest and it's filled with a bunch of stoppages of play. But the uh, Browns, at the Pittsburgh Steelers, that is, if I'm not mistaken, the more anticipated game, unless you are a Saints and a Panthers fan, which I'm neither a fan of both, but I am a fan of the NFL. And with that being said, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting Monday night for week two in the NFL. Once again, this is the Sunday night football Results show Sunday night football. The results. My Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. My prediction on last night was Miami 27 and the New England Patriots 21. And I knew it was going to be a close game. I was expecting it to be a close game on last night. And for a while there, it was 17 to 3, I believe it was. And uh, long story short, the game ended up late in the game, ended up being exactly what I thought it was going to be, exactly what I was predicting it to be. And that was a close game between two division rivals, the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. And look, here's the thing. Tom Brady walked through that door last Sunday to ring the bell to explore the additions to uh, Gillette Stadium, a place where he played at for a very long time. And uh, the stadium, it looks absolutely amazing in prime time, especially on a high definition television. And it was a great experience looking at all of the new bells and whistles at the stadium. And I'm talking as if I was there uh, in person, but I wasn't. But that's the thing when you're watching this, these games on um, HD TV. It, it's really, um, it's really cool uh, how close everything feels. It feels like you can reach out and you can touch it. And with the sound bar and all of that good stuff, thanks to the misses here at the Prophets Fix Football Podcast Show, you feel a lot closer than you actually are. And I am nowhere near Foxborough. 
Massachusetts as I am in Houston, Texas, and I am coming to you. No podcast show is live. When you listen to it, the show is already recorded. So um, at the end of the day, the only way you can listen to a show while it is live actually being recorded is if you are invited in. And I have tried to invite people in before, but a lot of the times that just does not work out. However, I am coming to you from the Prophets Pick Studio forward slash media center here in the lovely, still hot, still warm, still humid city of Houston, Texas. Time is going to change really, really soon for those of you that aren't paying attention to the atmosphere and the uh, sur- your surroundings and uh, the time is going to change and it actually already started changing I would say about two or three weeks ago and um, if you pay attention and this is something that I talk about every single year during the off season when right before we have the uh, NFL free agency period in the NFL and then I always talk about it at about this time every single year during the season when I'm predicting shows and giving you my results and my thoughts and my perspective on games that were played and shows like this. I do it every single year because of the fact that I noticed years ago living in Atlanta, uh, time goes back physically, literally, before it actually goes back analog wise catalog i mean uh analog wise chronologically with the clock and if anybody has noticed especially the last couple of weeks more specifically it's not as bright outside as it normally is and takes a minute for it to get a little bit lighter and not only that it's dark outside a lot sooner as well. So if you listen to this show today, if you listen to this show Friday, if you listen to this show this weekend, pay attention to that. Just thought I'll throw that out there. Uh, it's called daylight savings time and less daylight to work and get things done. And that's going to be the weirdest thing. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I like more daylight hours to get stuff done. I like it getting dark outside at about 8 o'clock p.m. Central. Uh, I like it when the sun is setting around 7.47, 7.50. I like having more time in the daylight to get stuff done. Um, and I guess that originates from me as being a kid. I've always enjoyed summers because you get more hours outside. And at the end of the day, uh, yeah. It's going to be that time of year again, ladies and germs, where as much as we love the NFL and love college football, we will, in fact, have less daylight to get things accomplished. So whatever it is you all need to get accomplished, that's very, very important. Before this daylight savings time kicks in completely, you better go ahead and get it done because November the 5th, the weekend of November the 5th, Time will, in fact, kick back. We'll gain an hour of sleep, but we'll lose an hour of sun and daylight. But trust me, the transformations, the manifestations of this, it's going to take place 
more and more and more as we exit out of the month of September, we enter into the month of October. And of course, everybody will get the alarms and the alerts after Halloween. That first weekend in November, Saturday, November the 4th, all clocks, all watches, cell phones, laptops, computers, and all of that, they go back an hour automatically. So I've burned the first 10 minutes of this podcast show on talking about uh, daylight savings time. And honestly, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It just wasn't all daylight savings time. But however, I was right on last night, three and one. No, four and one, excuse me, in prime time. After week one, I went two and one in prime time. I got Sunday night football correct, Monday night football correct. Thursday night football, Detroit Lions defeated the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, we all know by now, Kansas City Chiefs did in fact win on yesterday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it was a defensive type of game. So... Congratulations to Chris Jones. Congratulations to Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, congratulations to Patrick Mahomes. Um, He got a restructured contract so that he could be either right behind Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert or right above those guys. And I'm not too sure which one it was when I saw the alert for it. On my Instagram earlier today during my lunch break and on my cell phone, uh, I was like, okay, so does this mean he's getting paid more or is he getting uh, paid like a few million dollars less? And he should be the top paid quarterback in the NFL. He didn't go to the Super Bowl and lose it like Jalen Hurts. He didn't go to the AFC Championship game and lose it like Joe Burrow. He didn't make it to the postseason only to get beat by the Jaguars in a come from behind game like Justin Herbert and those are the three guys that as of right now are in the top 10 top five he went to the Super Bowl technically with one leg technically his high ankle sprain basically depending on the grading of it it was close to being broken he basically played and won the Super Bowl on one leg and we know adrenaline has a lot to do with that and all of that but yeah so he definitely deserved to be Deserves to be, excuse me, the highest paid quarterback in all of the NFL. It is approximately 5.30 p.m. Atlantic Eastern, Eastern Standard Time at the bottom of the five o'clock hour on East Coast. Good afternoon, early evening. And trust me, when daylight savings time hit, it's going to be dark outside on the East Coast at this time. Trust me. But yeah, that's why I say early evening. Even during the summer, I say early evening. 4.30 p.m. Central. Good afternoon. Late afternoon, early evening. If you are in my time zone, coming to you once again from the Prophets Picks Studio forward slash Media Center. 3.30 p.m. Mountain. Good afternoon. 2.30 p.m. Pacific. Good afternoon on the West Coast. All you West Coasters, it is still Morning time in Hawaii. Alaska is 1.30 p.m. Alaskan time. Aloha, Waikiki, Maui, Pearl Harbor Islands, Honolulu, the capital, all of the Hawaiian Islands. What is up? 11.30 a.m. Good morning on a Monday, September the 18th, 2023. 
Welcome back to yet another edition of the Prophets Picks Football Podcast. Sunday Night Football, the results. I'm in the process of getting away from calling it the results show because it's not. I mean, it is a show. Technically, it's not. We, We can go back and forth with that. But I'm too old to be going back and forth with people, um, especially when I know I'm correct and they're wrong. And if I am not correct and I am wrong, I will gladly say, hey, you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. There's no reason to go back and forth. We're not in middle school, right? We're not having a little elementary school spats. Too old for that kind of stuff. Matured over that, right? That's foolishness. And... At the end of the day, it was foolishness for the New England Patriots to think that without any type of major superstar on their defense, that they were going to stop Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, backup receivers River Craycraft and former New York Jet Braxton Berrios and... uh, A reversal of fortune here. I'll talk about that in a moment, but a reversal of fortune here between the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots with those, here it is, Wes Welker type of receivers. (laughs) There are wide receivers like Wes Welker in the NFL playing in the slot, by the way, before Wes Welker came along, but Wes Welker just did things that other wide receivers never did. Hence, the Wes Welker type of wide receiver playing in the slot. So I'll get back to that in a moment. But a versatile fortune there. And I don't know what the Patriots defensively is doing. They did get their stops. They did slow down the offense that is explosive that we all know and love as the Miami Dolphins. But it's just literally, unless the Dolphins make a bunch of mistakes on offense, unless Tua Tungvaloa makes a bunch of mistakes on offense, you cannot stop these guys. You can only hope to contain them. And I think with the Dolphins only getting 24 points on last night, They were contained, and that is as contained as you're going to get. The Dolphins in week one went to Los Angeles, defeated the Chargers. I predicted the Chargers would win. Chargers defeated the Dolphins last year in the same stadium. And this year, in a day game, Dolphins went to the west coast of Los Angeles, California, and they won. The Dolphins 1-0 on the road going into this game. This game, primetime, Sunday Night Football, they are 2-0 on the road. Dolphins won on the road last night. They won in primetime last night, and they won in the division on last night. And ultimately, they won in the American Football Conference. The New England Patriots are 0-2. They lost at home. Speaking of Brady coming back to ring the great Patriot Bell and all of the new bells and whistles in the stadium, The Eagles, the team that defeated, the franchise that defeated Tom Brady in the Super Bowl back in Minnesota a few years back, defeated the New England Patriots and Mac Jones last Sunday. And on last night, 
Patriots lost to the Miami Dolphins. Patriots lose at home for the second week in a row. Second week in a row is a close game. Second week in a row that they lose to a team that was either in the Super Bowl or in the postseason this past January 2023. And it was a home loss, a primetime loss, a conference loss in the AFC and Most importantly for the Patriots, it was a division loss. Patriots are on the road. I will predict the winner of that game later on this week. Stay tuned for the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Predictions Week 3. That is coming up starting on tomorrow afternoon, early evening, and uh, looking forward to that. We have some interesting games coming up in Week 3. But of course... Every game, almost every week in the NFL, is going to be interesting, isn't it? I mean, we had no football in March, April, May, June, July. We didn't have any football until the first weekend in August during my youngest son's birthday. And that's basically a good six months. After the Super Bowl, it's basically, if you go in chronological order from that Super Bowl Sunday up until the Hall of Fame game, that's a lot of months and that's a lot of weeks without football. And every single week is going to be interesting. Every single week is going to be exciting. And I am going to make the games as exciting as I possibly can make them and more before the games are even played in each and every prediction show. All right, once again, it was a great day on today. It was as I expected to be. Nice, productive, peaceful, powerful, passionate, and prophetic. Today was absolutely amazing, absolutely gorgeous outside. It did not rain today. And, uh, Looking forward to a Monday Night Football double hitter. I pray to God that every single day can be like this, even though I know it's not going to be. That's a pipe dream. But yeah, if every day could be like today, it would be a nice, quiet life. No reason to complain about anything at any given time for any given reason whatsoever. The Miami Dolphins had a field goal. Speaking of slowing them down, but and trying to contain them, but the Patriots defense couldn't. Only allowed the Dolphins to get a field goal in the first quarter. Patriots finally got on the scoreboard in the second quarter, and then the Dolphins in the second quarter just absolutely got lit. Two touchdowns scored. It was a 17-3 lead at the half, as I mentioned earlier in this results show. And then on... Last night in the second half, in the third quarter, Patriots defense made the adjustments that they need. It's called halftime adjustments. They're always made. Um, The Miami Dolphins defense made the adjustments that they needed to make in half at the half. And uh, both teams' defenses did not allow the opposing offenses to score any points at all whatsoever. It was a 0-0 scoreless third quarter. Which really, if you think about it, that happens a lot of the times with NFL franchises that are 
very well coached, very well put together. And this also happens with teams that are in the same conference and they see each other at least once a year. Or this happens with teams that are in the same division and they see each other twice a year. And at the end of the day, um, no news, no big news there. I'm going to be honest. I was expecting it to be a scoreless third quarter. But fourth quarter, things got a little bit interesting as the New England Patriots scored not once, but twice. And no, it was not six points. It wasn't two field goals. New England Patriots scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. Dolphins only scored one, but that is ultimately all they would need. The Patriots, though, look, they don't have Tyreek Hill, but I'm going to tell you something. Former Miami Dolphin wide receiver from Louisville, Devontae Parker, he was looking really freaking good on last night. Let me tell you. He only had 57 receiving yards, but he looked real good. And I'll never forget the Dolphins shipping him out once Mike McDaniel got the head coaching job down in uh, Miami Gardens, Florida. Um, and uh, what do you call that? I can't think of that other city in Florida. I used to, That was the first place I worked in when I first moved back to South Florida back in 2019. Uh, but I know it's Nova University. Anyways, bottom line is this. Devontae Parker got shipped to New England. And at that time, I was thinking, what in the name of Elisha is the Miami Dolphins doing sending a guy like that, a wide receiver like that, to the Patriots who already have a very well-known, very well-underrated wide receiver in Kendrick Bourne. And Devontae Parker, he, he, he doesn't have to say it, but at the end of the day, that's the team that drafted you. That's the team that ultimately, in a sense, gave up on you. You always take it up to the next level when you play against your former team. And uh, fortunately for Devontae Parker right now, the Dolphins is his only former team. <laughs> but uh, yeah, at the end of the day, um, when you look at the receivers that the Dolphins have compared to the receivers that the Patriots have, it is it is completely and totally a huge difference. The only area I think, even with Devon A. Chain, the rookie from Texas A&M, the only area I think as of right now that the New England Patriots and the Dolphins are even in is the running back area because Ramondre Stevenson going up against Raheem Mostert on last night, even though we know Raheem Mostert got 121 rushing yards last night. Ramondre Stevenson, any given Sunday, he can pile up those ground yards himself especially when he has a bell cow short yardage guy and former premier running back Ezekiel Elliott um, backing him up. And that's going to be very interesting later on down the road, especially when the Dolphins and the Patriots meet again for the second and final time in the regular season. The jury is still out if they meet again um, in 
the postseason. Miami Dolphins won last night 24-17. And the box score looks a little bit like this. Dolphins scored 24 points. They only got 22 first downs. Patriots got 17 points in a losing effort. But they got 23 first downs, so they got one first down more than the Miami Dolphins. But you don't win the game by more first downs than your opponent. You win the game by having one point more than your opponent. 15 of the 22 first downs through the air for the Miami Dolphins, as you would expect. And then six of those 22 on the ground. That was a first down penalty penalty um, that awarded the Dolphins a first down. And then the New England Patriots were awarded three first downs. And uh, by defensive mistakes by the Miami Dolphins. Now, here's the thing. And it's the reason why I say the Patriots and the Dolphins next matchup, it's going to be a lot closer than this one. And the reason why is because the Patriots got 10 first downs through the air and 10 on the ground for an even 20. Are you kidding me? You cannot allow your opponent let alone your divisional rival, to get 10 first downs on the ground. I've said it before and I'll say it again. These wide receivers, these quarterbacks, these NFL offenses nowadays, even the middle of the pack quarterbacks, quarterbacks ranked 15th, all going all the way up to number one, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and those guys. They're going to get their first downs. They're going to get their passing yards through the air. They're going to, the receivers are going to get their receiving yards. They're going to get their passing touchdowns even. They're going to get their passing first downs. But what you don't want to see is first downs on the ground. And the Dolphins gave up 10. And that's something to pay attention to moving forward. And even with the defense playing a whole lot better, for the Miami Dolphins in week two. Let's not forget about that. It was a 36-34 win in Los Angeles against the Chargers last Sunday for the Miami Dolphins a couple of Sundays ago in week one. And uh, 36, yeah, 36-34. And uh, the Dolphins only gave up 17 points last night, but still allowing the Patriots to convert seven third downs on 15 attempts that's almost 50 percent Patriots had 71 total plays of offense Dolphins had 61 Dolphins were at 40 percent on their third down conversions four for 10 total yards of offense for the Dolphins a dramatic decline from what they had in week one as you would expect going up against a Bill Belichick coach team however 389 total yards. They weren't that far away from having 400 total yards in the game. And the Patriots were only allowed 288 total yards. Dolphins and the Patriots both had a total of 11 offensive drives in the game. Uh, 7.9 yards per pass play for the Dolphins. 4.3 for the Patriots. And then on the ground, it was just straight up sickness as it was a 145 rushing yards as a team combined plus the two rushing touchdowns um, Dolphins had a turnover interception thrown by Tua Tunga Baloa it was a tip pass so sort of kind of you can argue a fluke uh, you had a fumble loss for the Patriots and an interception thrown by Mac Jones I think that one was just a flat out interception not certain 
Um, I'll have to go back and watch the tape. Uh, Miami Dolphins lead the NFC AFC East right now. I knew I was going to make that blunder at some point in time, but the Miami Dolphins lead the AFC East, not the NFC East, but the AFC East right now. Two victories, no losses. New York, the Jets, they are one and one. They lost to the Dallas Cowboys on yesterday. Buffalo Bills, I predicted they would lose on yesterday, and they won with an exclamation mark. Shut my mouth real right quick in a hurry. However, I only had four games predicted incorrectly. Washington won. I picked the Broncos. Seahawks won. I picked the Lions. Titans won in overtime. I picked the Chargers. And again, I picked the Raiders to win in overtime. And the Buffalo Bills won uh, in dramatic fashion. Uh, Exclamation point. It wasn't even dramatic. It was just exciting fashion. And uh, yeah, Buffalo's one and one. Patriots are at the bottom of the AFC East. Tom Brady is retired. Patriots are 0-2 at the bottom of the AFC East. Sorry, Patriots fans. That just looks very weird. Especially paying attention to the NFL the way that I have been since 1995. Most importantly, since after 9-11. It's just really weird seeing the Patriots to start a season 0-2 at the bottom of the AFC East. Miami Dolphins time of possession 30 minutes and 19 seconds. New England Patriots time of possession 29 minutes and 41 seconds. Tua Tungvaloa didn't throw for 466 this week, but he threw for 249. Averaged 8.3 per completion. A touchdown and interception thrown. He was sacked once for a loss of 5. Completed 21 passes on 30, about 30, man, on 30 pass attempts. 75.4 is the quarterback rating. Overall rating of 92.2. Mac Jones completed 31 passes on 42 pass attempts. And this is the drastic omen here at the Prophets Picks Football podcast. And if you've listened to the show, this is something that I've said over and over and over again. And this is my first time saying it this season, though. Whenever your quarterback has attempted 40 passes or more in a football game, it's in a losing effort. It's in an effort where you're losing and you got to pass the football to score points, score points quickly, and come back in the game and win. Or... If it's not that first reason, the second reason is you won the game, but it was a shootout. You, your quarterback has 40-plus pass attempts, 300-plus yards, three touchdown passes, a rushing touchdown if it's Jalen Hurts or somebody like that, Josh Allen, somebody like that, or four or five passing touchdowns. And the opponent in a losing effort had some Brady type of stats and they lose an effort like 60 pass attempts, 55 pass attempts, 30 complete, about 30 man completions and like 400 something yards in a losing effort and three touchdowns and two interceptions, right? But normally, if your quarterback has thrown the football 40 times in a game, nine times out of 10, your quarterback is doing that in a losing effort effort it's either a losing effort or it's a shootout and the quarterback loses still or it's a shootout and the quarterback just happens to win 
And once again, Mac Jones, 31 passes completed on 42 pass attempts for 231 yards. He averaged 5.5 yards per completion. A touchdown pass and an interception, just like Tua Tungabaloa, one in one. And then four times was Mac Jones sacked for a loss of 31 yards. And there was one time he was sacked. It just looked viciously violent. And I really did think that he was hurt and knocked out of the game the way that the sack happened. Not only that, it was like a glitch in a video game or a glitch in the system. When a defender got there, initially to sack him, it was like it was happening in slow motion, but then the glitch in the game happened or the glitch in the system happened, and Mac Jones just went down so violently and fast, and I was like, oh my God, I hope he's not hurt. And that's the thing about the NFL. It's really hard to see things in live action like that. But fortunately, Mac Jones was not hurt. Thank God. Because <laughs> the way that he got popped on that play was just, it was very scary. He was sacked once again four times last night for a loss of 31 yards. Quarterback rating of 64.4. Overall rating of 85.5. Ramondre Stevenson, 15 carries, 50 yards. He averaged 3.3 per rushing touchdown. And again, Raheem Mostert was in beast mode on last night 18 carries for 121 yards averaging 6.7 yards per carry two rushing touchdowns that's almost unheard of against a bill belichick coached defense but it's still early in the season the last seven ten years patriots defense september is really Still preseason for them, right? Especially when Tom Brady was there. But that's the key. When Tom Brady was there. Tom Brady's not there anymore. Jalen Waddle, four catches, 86 yards last night. Tyreek Hill only had 40 receiving yards last night, but he had a receiving touchdown. Dolphins team offensively rushing 30 carries for 145 yards. Receiving tight ends, H-backs, fullbacks, wide receivers. Running backs, 21 receptions, 249 through the air, averaged 11.9 per. And the receiving touchdown to, you guessed it, the one and only Cheetah, Tyreek Hill. Patriots, Devontae uh, Parker, former uh, Miami Dolphins, 6 for 57, as I mentioned earlier, averaged 9.5 per. Hunter Henry, the former Los Angeles Charger tight end, six receptions, 52 receiving yards, 8.7 per receiving touchdown. Tight ends, H-backs, fullbacks, running backs, and wide receivers for the New England Patriots on last night. 31 receptions for 231 receiving yards, average 7.5 per compared to the Dolphins' 11.9 per and one receiving touchdown. What was the matching parts of this game on last night. I just told you. Hopefully you were paying attention. <clears throat> Excuse me. I read all of those statistics on purpose for a purpose. And I do that every show in the results for a purpose on purpose. And here's the purpose. I give the statistics so we all can see, myself included, either how far away 
the winning team is from the losing team, like how big of a gap there is when it comes to the comparisons and how far away that losing team needs to be to be on the level of the team that they lost to, like how far they have to go to get closer to those guys because they want to be like those guys. They want to win, right? And I also do it because how close the winning team came to losing and how close the losing team came to winning. If you weren't paying attention, both Alabama Crimson Tide alums, both won national championships at Alabama. Tua Tungvaloa won a national championship at Alabama. Mac Jones won a national championship at Alabama. They both threw the football for over 200 yards. They both had a touchdown and an interception thrown. Both of the Dolphins and the Patriots had a running back to get at least one rushing touchdown. Both the Patriots and the Miami Dolphins receivers, tight ends, H-backs, fullbacks, running backs combined had over 200 receiving yards. The Patriots team had 31 receptions, 10 receptions more than the Dolphins, right? But both the Dolphins and the Patriots had a receiving touchdown. Now, this is the difference in the game. This is where the Dolphins right now and the Patriots separate themselves. Deshaun Elliott recovered a fumble by Demario Douglas. Tua Valoa fumbled twice, but he recovered both of those fumbles. What am I getting at? These teams, as much as they look different from each other, Xavier Howard had an interception. Christian Gonzalez, the rookie from Oregon, I believe it was, he played at in college, had an interception. The difference in this game is that fumble by Demario Davis. And I hope you enjoyed this results show. Week three, the Miami Dolphins will once again uh, be in a very exciting matchup. One o'clock Eastern on CBS against the Denver Broncos. I will predict the winner of that game later on this week, uh, either tomorrow or Wednesday. And of course, if not tomorrow or Wednesday, then I have the rest of the week to mess around with, which is Thursday and Friday after work or during the lunch hour here at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast. New England Patriots, they go on the road. Dolphins Start the season on the road, two very tough road games, two tough conference road games. One of them in prime time last night. Patriots start at home. But now the Patriots are on the road in the division against the New York football Jets. The team that Bill Belichick wrote on a napkin, I resign as a New York Jets head coach. The next day he became the New England Patriots head coach. Six Super Bowl laters, yeah, six Super Bowls later, yeah, it worked out. However, things just not looking good right now. The past will only take you so far into your future and help you to see a greater destiny. This has been the Prophets Fix Football Podcast. Sunday night football, the results. My prediction, Miami 27, New England 21. The actual final score was New England 24. Beg your pardon, New England 17, 
my Miami Dolphins, 24. By the way, my Miami Dolphins and my Atlanta Falcons, I lived in both states and cities twice, by the way, for all of you out there. Oh, you're a bipolar fan. No, I'm not. I lived in both cities twice. And before that, I was living in Waynesville, Mississippi, so I could root for whoever the freaking heck I wanted to root for because Mississippi doesn't have a professional NFL team. Neither does a bunch of states in this country. But with that being said, my Dolphins are 2-0. My Falcons are 2-0. Now, the Dolphins 2-0 start is a lot more convincing than the Atlanta Falcons. But is it? I don't know. We'll see. My prediction was right. Right now, I am 4-1 this season thus far in primetime. 2-0 on Sunday night. Again, two, count them, two Monday night football games later on tonight. Everybody stay safe out there. Talk to you all manana with the Monday night football results shows. I don't know if I'm going to do them back-to-back or if I'm going to combine both of the games in one show. If I do that, the show's going to be an hour long. So just get ready for it. If not, two separate shows, 15 to 20 minutes each, 40 minutes max, if that. Everybody stay safe out there. My prediction, once again last night, I was correct. 27-21 was my prediction, and the actual final was 24-17. Let's go Dolphins. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Saints at the Panthers, NFC South. AFC North Browns are favored for the first time, I believe, since 1989 at my dad and my uncle's Pittsburgh Steelers. One.